When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is a free platform for podcasts where you can record, edit, and share your podcast all in one place. We used to use several services, one to record and then one to edit and then one to get it to you. It took time and it took money to do this and we are so happy to have found a new home with Anchor where we can do it all at once. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It's seriously so easy and soon you guys can be making money and have a big wig podcast just like ours. Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. We are your hosts. I'm Jessica. Taylor. And KJ. Mm, that sweet melodic that really little intro. I loved it. So we are here today to talk to you about crying. The reason we're here to talk to you about this is KJ posted a reel all about crying and how good it is for you. And the people, you just cried out. Did you get that? Because you wanted more. But really, we all want more. We want more information on this on how to allow crying to be very therapeutic, to be very helpful and healthy for us, and what crying can, you know, do for us. So KJ, tell us. Mm. So I have seen quite a few people in therapy who bring up this problem they have where they feel like they cannot cry. Mm-hmm. And then you have people on the other side of the spectrum who feel like they cry too much. So I just want to normalize this that a lot of people have a difficult relationship with crying. And I think a lot of that goes back to what we're taught about crying from a young age. Um, maybe you grew up in a home where you were told, don't cry, you're fine or something like that. Like it can, it can really stem from how we were raised or an experience we had where someone shamed us because we were crying. So let's dig in. We're going to talk about the reasons why maybe you can't cry. We're going to talk about why crying is therapeutic for you. And then we can talk a little bit about maybe people who feel like they are highly sensitive and crying too much. So. Ooh, I'm ready. Alrighty. There can be a few reasons why you may be struggling to cry. One could be depression. 
So if you're experiencing a major depressive episode, you may be feeling really unemotional or flat and having a really hard time tapping into your emotions. You may feel like just really slow and disinterested. And when we're not interested and we're not caring about something, then it's we're not really feeling any emotions about it. Yeah, it's like so, the literal lack of emotion. Mm-hmm. You're right there like in the that, middle yeah. of like, yeah. And I think people who are depressed are probably the people who are most often like, I just want to be able to cry and release emotion, but they just, it's just an absence. It's frustrating from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some something that can also happen is you might experience anhedonia, which is a symptom of depression. And that's like a loss of interest in things that would typically bring you pleasure. And that just kind of adds another layer of making it really hard to tap into your emotions and to express them. So those people can typically notice that they cannot cry as easily as they used to. Another thing aside from depression that could be going on is you could be repressing your emotions. This is a very common reaction to traumatic events. So people who've experienced maybe a sudden loss or uh, abuse, some sort of trauma in their life that was really overwhelming, a common response to that is to numb and Mm -hmm. to push down those feelings so that you don't have to deal with them because they're too much. I think sometimes this can get a bad rap. Like I've had a lot of clients who say, you know, I'm I'm numb, I'm not experiencing my emotions, and they really kind of guilt themselves about it and feel bad about it. But I just want to say that that is there for a reason. Like you have to give your brain credit for doing that for you because it is in a way a self-preservation tactic. Your brain couldn't handle the trauma and the emotional overwhelm that it was experiencing, so it shut that part of you down for a period of time. And when you are ready to face those emotions and that trauma, that's going to come back. Like you are going to be able to feel again as you do that work. So all is not lost if you're experiencing some numbing out. And say thank you, brain, for yeah, protecting like, me. I think it's appreciate it. kind of a cool thing that our brain does to try to protect us. Another thing, like I kind of touched on earlier, would be what are your personal beliefs about crying? So a lot of people believe that crying is a weakness and they don't want to appear weak. And they just feel like crying will hold them back in relationships because they'll be judged by people. And this, I think, is just a problem. (laughs) because A huge problem. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I can see it both ways. If you have this belief, that can translate into you literally having the inability to cry which is so crazy that a belief can manifest itself in this way, but it really can. But it can't. Remember, the mind and the body are very connected. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's really interesting because I feel like we create our beliefs based on other people's reactions. So you notice that kind of like if you're crying and then you look and you see what the reaction of the person that's with you is. And it's kind of like people don't like crying because it makes them feel uncomfortable and helpless. And so you feel their discomfort and you feel them trying to kind of run away from your pain because they don't know how to help you. And so you take in that reaction of that person. They don't want to be near me. They want me to stop. And so then you kind of internalize that as crying makes other people uncomfortable. They don't like it. I should not do it. Exactly. That's such a hard narrative to have going on in your mind a lot of the time. So we've got these different potential causes. Now, is it a big deal if you are struggling with crying? I I don't know. Is it? Great question, (laughs) Jessica. Yeah, please tell us. I think... Really what it comes down to is you're missing out on a really cool coping skill. Because if you think about it, crying's kind of a weird thing, like water coming out of our eyes. It like, kind of out weird. of your face. Yeah. It's weird. Kind of weird. But man, does that come with an amazing emotional release. Catharsis. Yes. So crying equals an opportunity for catharsis, which is awesome. So crying releases endorphins. We love endorphins. We want endorphins. It also creates because endorphins make us happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. They just don't. Wait, is that what she says? Yes, that's precisely what she says. Okay. (laughs) So yeah. So do you want to kill your husband? No. So get some endorphins. Continue, KJ. If your husband shames you for crying too much, quote that to him. Exactly. (laughs) It also just creates an opportunity for an emotional release. And it's a really good way to communicate, honestly, what's going on with you. I remember, so I have an interesting relationship with crying. So I've talked about this in a previous episode, but. I went to therapy first because I was numbed out, hadn't cried in years. That's why I went to therapy for starters. So that's why I'm pretty passionate about this. But I have found that I still sometimes have a hard time tapping into that emotional release and allowing myself to cry. And I remember when I was pregnant, there's a lot of hormones that happen when you're pregnant, a lot of emotions to deal with, your body's changing, you're dealing with the thought of giving birth, which is terrifying, honestly. I don't know why and, that would make you cry, but okay. Yeah, just a lot. And I was still working full-time as a therapist, so like carrying all the trauma of other people, it's a lot. But I had this like idea that I'm going to cope with all of this stuff and I'm not going to be one of those emotional pregnant people and I was really just kind of leaning into that good for identity. you yeah just you don't need be to have better emotions. you're better yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. leaning into that identity of um crying's weak right and it all came to a head one night I don't even remember what happened but my husband found me 
in a state of just like despair and he was like are you okay and like eight months of tears came out and it was good for your body AJ. it was gnarly and intense (laughs) and it lasted for a few hours oh oh, good for you you. that's like because Mm -hmm. it was so good for me and I wish I'd been doing that all along because I think it would have helped immensely with just dealing with this like crazy life change I was going through Mm -hmm. and so after I had that experience I was like okay I need to relearn this that this is an important cycle to go through where things come to a head and I need to experience that release and so that's why I became passionate about showering and having that be finally (laughs) for that catharsis and crying Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like I've talked about on our social media if you're in the shower it can mimic crying because you've got that warm water running down your face And it's really therapeutic for people who are struggling with crying and, like, can't get themselves to do it. It's kind of a way to experience that release without maybe fully getting there before you can. Like Um, artificial tears. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And also, the shower is just a great place to cry and really cry. Because people can't hear you. So if you want it to be private, it's wonderful for that. You don't have to clean up with tissues because you just let it all go just like a really nice place for that you don't come out like looking all puffy because you showered so it's just like a little bit of puffiness you know it's not as bad yes exactly so all that to say crying is important and now i'm going to teach you what i learned in therapy that helped me get to a point of being able to cry. And like I said, I had to relearn this a few times. So, let's So, if you only learn it once, you're better than KJ. That is what much. I'm saying. I heard you say. Much, much, much. So. Agreed. All right. So, one thing you can do is get comfortable with your emotions. How does one do that? Remind yourself that emotions are normal. They ebb and flow. They come and go. They're a part of life. You're not bad, good, whatever label you want to put on yourself for feeling X, Y, and Z. You just have to normalize feeling emotions for yourself. Keeping a journal can be really helpful for that. Just like processing, getting it all out, or just saying how you feel out loud. Like, I feel sad. I feel angry. And hopefully you guys have experienced how powerful that can be when you tell someone your emotion, you label it. Like you just tell someone like, I feel really angry right now. Like just a lot of times when you like nail it, that's when like the release comes, you know, yeah. like as soon as you're like, I am overwhelmed and you can't even like get the word overwhelmed out before like the tears. Water works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just in that way, getting comfortable with feeling things as they come up and accept that they are there and then allow yourself to experience those emotions for however long you're able to so people that are numb really struggle with even feeling 
a certain emotion for like five seconds. So what I had to do in therapy, if I knew I needed to feel something, um, my therapist told me to go on a drive. And if I knew I needed to tap into the emotion of sadness, put on a song that would bring up like a sad memory or a sad feeling and listen to that as I drove. And so then I'm kind of allowing myself to experience that for the duration of the song. And there's some really good angry music out there. That is cathartic yes. as well. Yeah. Drive an angry screamo or something. I know, right? I love big music. And loud is good because it like overwhelms your senses. So it like really mm-hmm. kind of like becomes what you're thinking. I don't know how to describe it, but loud is good. And dynamic music where there's soft moments and then there's like – it's really – for me in my life experience, it was really good for there to be like something that builds and like a big moment in the song and then it comes down because it really kind of mimics that like emotional cycle of building, building, building and then release and then just kind of like coming down and resting after that. So what are are your guys' cry songs? My number one, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. registering. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. That one is like an anthem. Mine was for a long time Unsteady by Ex Ambassadors. I'm going to have to listen to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Next yeah. Mm-hmm. I can feel that right now. <laughs> that whole <Yeah>. song. <laughs> I would just like put that on repeat blasting in my bathroom and shower. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i like that mine is you guys the people who get this will get it and 90 percent of you won't get it but mine is endless night from the lion king oh my gosh makes me oh. cry every yeah. time it's the song equivalent of simba staring into the water and seeing his dad and being like where did you go why did you leave Ooh. me Oh my god! I can't. I like can't emotional. Right now. That's I'm emotional. Like, I'll cry. It is wow. so much. I love it. It definitely gets me. Yeah, I recommend having a playlist. Me. I have a playlist of four mm-hmm. songs, and it is my it's my feelings playlist. Yeah, you need to feel. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to create a playlist for everyone. Oh, <gasps> let's do that. Yes. Yes. I'll make yes, a, yes. Um, a cry playlist i'll ask you guys what you want what songs you want yes. on it oh my we'll, gosh we'll make it and it will oh, yeah. always be there for you to just access on your spotify mm-hmm. whenever you need it Play whenever this whole conversation about crying really reminds me of a few years ago after we lost our daughter i had never in my life been that kind of i was definitely depressed 100 percent depressed but i had never been that person that had kind of like numbed my emotions before I was always on the other end of the spectrum where the emotions came through a lot but however this time in this situation like being a mother of two living children having to take care of them having to support my husband in our loss I became very like I didn't feel pretty much anything I just like I 
I was so numb. I was just like a shell kind of. And I remember when I was working with my therapist, it's very similar to what KJ was talking about, was I went out to a movie one night. Um, my husband to help me cope, he bought me like a movie. Back when you went to movies, he bought oh. me a movie, a monthly movie pass, and we'd put the kids down and I'd go to a movie by myself. And then I started my cry playlist for like one of the first times after I'd made it with my therapist. And I was driving in my car playing shallow. And you guys, I was singing it so loud that I got to that big note that Lady Gaga just belts. And I just screamed it. And I screamed it so loud that my voice just like cracked. And then I just started bawling. At this point, I was just about to pull into my driveway. I just kept driving. I drove, I drove yeah. right past my house. I drove around for another like 25 minutes with this song on a loop. And I just cried and cried and cried and cried until I got to that point. And I think we've all kind of gotten to that point sometimes where you're just like, there's nothing left. There's yeah. like, at least at this moment, like there's nothing left. And well, that's the left. beautiful thing about crying is that it's done. Like no one cries forever because the emotion does eventually release and then it, it like it will build up again if you need to cry again but like sometimes all you need is one good cry you know something else that i had to do quite a bit was watch things that moved me like that were sad that were would spark some emotion so like sad tv shows or like sad movies i remember watching the movie seven pounds with will smith Oh, that's oh. heavy. That's heavy. I mean, yeah, like we could do a whole episode heavy. on the ethical yeah. ramifications of that, you know, like <laughs> deep. Yes. <laughs> like really gnarly stuff that now like I can't even touch. Mm-mm. But at the yeah. time, like that, like when I couldn't feel that like stuff helped me feel a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that is another thing you can try to. And obviously therapy can help. Like just mm-hmm. having someone there to talk it through and they can give you ideas and help you work on your trauma and your triggers. But the bottom line is we want to normalize crying and that it is so healthy and good for you. And if you want to work on things to get to a point where you can do that more easily, I am here for that work Mm -hmm. because it's been Mm -hmm. some of the most important work I've done for myself. So that being said, let's talk about the other side of the spectrum a little bit where people feel like maybe they cry too much and that's a problem for them. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to you guys is I'm sorry that someone has said something to you or something has made you feel like that is a problem and that you're wrong for expressing emotion in that way. Um, but if you do feel like it's a problem, like maybe you can't get through work without crying and you want to and it's really hard for you to compartmentalize, there are some things you can do. So I would say to look at kind of what the underlying issues may be. Like maybe you're functioning at a state of high anxiety all the time and it's just constantly overwhelming your system and that's kind of how your body is trying to cope. 
because they they just can't find another way. Do you guys have other suggestions of what what people could do or try? Yeah, I think the first it's kind of like when you cry, when you find yourself crying in you know too much or however or however you want to say that. There's a lot of like shame and judgment that goes behind that. Like every time you cry, you feel bad for the people around you. You feel bad that you can't control yourself. You feel bad that, you know, you're letting something rule you. So there's a lot of shame and judgment. So I think one of the first things that you can do is every time that you do cry, stop saying sorry. So you'll find yourself doing that a lot, like whether you're, you know, telling a story to somebody or having a conversation or watching a movie with somebody and it makes you cry. And you'll notice a lot. It's very common for you to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like, I'm so sorry that I'm crying. So you're apologizing for a normal emotion. When you apologize for something, it it you're operating under the assumption that you're doing something wrong. And so, again, it just kind of like triggers that judgment and shame. So the first step there would be when you cry notice that you're wanting to say you're sorry and try to stop yourself. Stop yourself Mm -hmm. from saying you're sorry. You can say, excuse me, if you need a minute, you know, or something like that, but try to be in a, in a place of acceptance with your emotion as opposed to a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't always stop the fact that you cry a lot, but it might stop some of those heavy secondary emotions that are sitting on top of that emotion that's coming through with tears. Yeah. And it might stop, like eliminate some of the crying because it might be like a shame cycle of I cried, I feel bad. And then I'm crying about the shame and, you know, like just shame can build up and continue to cause problems for a long time. Right. So letting go of that shame is always a good thing. And then sometimes if you want to kind of consolidate your crying, then you can choose when you want to cry, you know? Oh, I can feel myself like I'm really getting emotional. Oh, yeah, but I can cry about this later in the day, you know? And once you have like a designated cry time where maybe you turn on a song or you watch an emotional show or maybe once a week you're like, okay, this is my cry time, then you might be able to kind of then you can redirect that emotion to that one time, maybe once per day or something or you know, at a time that's more convenient like driving home from work rather than in your office with your boss. It's not always going to work, but honestly, it will go down if you actually, if you really are having problems crying every day or something, then finding a time to cope and cry would be great. So hopefully something in here resonates or is helpful. I love this topic because this has been like my biggest learning curve in life outside of like motherhood and you know, lots of stuff, but and all the other learning curves, but you know, but, um, just keep an eye out. I'll, I'll post something on our Instagram or Facebook, uh, to gather your cry songs and we'll make a, a cry playlist for it. Mm. So we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and supporting It's really helpful for us if you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. 
We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.